Hi, this is May. And I'm Joy. Welcome to the QWERTY Writing Life Podcast, where we have candid chats about our creative lives. May and I are friends, writers, and creatives who want to share our endeavors out loud. On this podcast, we're here to encourage each other, and you too, and share tools we've discovered or made up, so you can follow your passions with a little support. So grab your tea, or your coffee, and let's get started. Hello, everyone. It's another week. Hello, and welcome. Tonight, we're going to talk about what not to say to a writer. Got some good laughs, <laughs> ahead of us. <laughs> but before we do that, we're going to talk about our creative week. So, Joy, what did you do? Oh, goodness. So, the past few weeks, I have been getting to know Mailer Light, and I am a little bit smitten. I'm a smitten kitten. Can I just say, like, I love them so much. So for those of you who are like, what in the world is she talking about? MailerLite is basically like an email service, um, kind of like MailChimp or ConvertKit. So if you are sending out emails to large lists of people um, and you want to include pictures and videos and all sorts of good stuff in whatever you send out, whatever newsletters or whatever you're sending out, um, these are kind of the companies that you go for. And you always hear of MailChimp and ConvertKit and they're honestly, they're the most common that you hear of, but you also hear MailerLite. And so I will just be perfectly honest. I heard them and heard them as kind of the third option, right? Like that's just kind of the way that I heard it. And so I figured, oh, well, you know, I'll stick with one of these bigger ones. They've got to be better, right? Because everybody talks about them and they look more flashy and on their own website and stuff like that. And so I went with the more flashy monkey, MailChimp which nothing against them necessarily, but I kind of got myself worked into a little bit of a pickle um, with my email newsletters to where I wasn't able to do what I really needed to do without getting one of the paid plans, which I was kind of fine with doing. But as I started looking into things, I started realizing even with a paid plan, I wasn't going to be able to do everything that I was needing. So like, well, what else is out there? And that's when I finally gave MailerLite a look. And I just love it. I do. Um, they have so many options that I didn't have before on the free version. Like, it's insane. Um, but there are ways that you can put together all of these really cool things. So if someone signs up for your list, you can build out, they call them workflows, or those of us who've done like PR and stuff, it's email sequences. You know, when someone signs up for your list, you want to hit them with a few emails to kind of let them know who you are, what you're about, um, and what you can offer them. And they just make setting these up so simple. And I've just had a lot of fun honestly. I mean, it's taken me a lot of time to kind of get things set up the way that I want and all of that, but it's totally worth it. And I really have enjoyed it. So that's kind of been my really past few weeks, but my creative week. So what about um, you? Well, um, I did a little bit of Miller Lite too, but, and it, it sounds like Miller Lite. That's not what we're saying. Mailer Lite. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Oh, I say it quickly, I hear, it. Like I hear it. And with that Southern <laughs> accent, too, there's uh, it comes out a little bit different. But no, mailer as in mail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
M-A-I-L. <laughs> yeah, so Joy got me hooked on it too, and I am loving it. I've not gotten as deep as Joy has into it. But my big thing that happened this week is that I outlined my next nonfiction book. Ta-da! That's so exciting! <laughs> so exciting and I'll be giving you guys some more information about that as it gets a little bit closer but it is something that I got really excited about and I uh, was telling another publishing friend about it and she she owns a publishing company she has another kind of business as well and she's heavy heavy into the industry and she was like there's some things in here that I've never heard about before and I just really got me hyped up about it too because you know it's it's a topic of conversation that that as creatives we talk a lot about and mm -hmm. to have something to add to the conversation is really important to joy and I whenever we're working on nonfiction books and this is going to be under the author resource series but it will be an individual book by me and uh, so to hear that there's something new in the conversation that I'm presenting is super encouraging and exciting and I've got the outline for it now and so now it's just on to the writing yay that is so exciting I am I am super excited about this book it's gonna be great yeah so there's a, a lot of things that are going on so I'm also working on poetry and trying to wrap that up because I'd like to you know it'd be really really cool to have that out um, before the end of the first quarter so I'd love, I'd love that. <laughs> Yay. I'm so excited. Anyway, so that's what I've been working on, and it has been a very creative week, and I've enjoyed it. Oh, it's been a very fulfilling week. That's good. That's good. It's, it's such a breath of fresh air when you have a week like that, especially when you've had so many that are just oh, all about the daily, right? Yeah. And it yeah. can become very draining on us creatives. It absolutely can. And I love how you said that, how it's like all about the daily, because it's never just one thing. It's never just like, oh, the nine to five or, oh, the family or, oh, the husband. And, you know, like it's never just about all of that. It's all of these things put together and just like the daily, the, the daily stuff. Yeah. So um, I think we should get T-shirts. It's all about <laughs> the daily. <laughs> all about the daily on the front and then like something else on the back or something. I don't know. But <laughs> Living past the daily. <laughs> I don't know. Something cheesy. <laughs> yeah. Living um, despite the daily. Oh, there we go. I'm on a roll tonight. A thing. A thing. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. It's been an excellent creative week and I've been just kind of riding that high for a little while and uh, I'm going to be crashing soon Thursday while we're recording this. Which means that it's been a very long week, <laughs> as they are. Yes. Seriously. Yeah. But I'm glad to be here and to be talking about this stuff tonight. And this is going to be a fun episode, guys, because Joy and I have laughed a lot pulling these things together. <laughs> so we hope that you see some humor in it as well. And it's not going to be all about the negative, guys. You know, you know us. You know us. We can't just leave it at the negative. Um, we're going to, we're going to spin it around and talk about how this, this applies to a lot of different creative avenues, not just writing, but also how maybe it's not as heavy as we think it is either. So <laughs> joy. Yes. What would be the first thing that you would say to not 
say to a writer? Okay, so I think that the worst thing that I ever had said, and it wasn't really even said directly to me, it was said right there, you know, in my earshot on purpose, was I expected this art market to feature artists. Yeah. <laughs> because writers aren't artists? Is that what the... Apparently, yeah. Okay. And what, I wonder what her definition of artist is, too. So I well, feel like there might be a stereotype there. Well, she was a potter. So she was a potter? Yeah, she does pottery work. Oh, so. no. This was a creative. Yes, this was a creative. I'm so sorry. I know. <laughs> Ouch. But see, I can laugh about it now. See, this is where mm-hmm. we're going to get into the lighter part later. Y'all see me laughing because I'm laughing about it now. In the moment, I was like... Oh, I know she did not just do that. (laughs) I might have gotten a little feisty. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Okay, so it's your turn. You get to share what not to say to a writer. Okay, so this is one of my biggest things because, I mean, I don't know. I just... It's such a huge assumption, and I think maybe that's the situation. It's like there's no solid ground here for anyone to stand on to say this out loud. (laughs) But um, the one that I have is, oh, you're a writer, so you can do this job that nobody else wants to do that has words in it. You know, like (laughs) you can (laughs) (laughs) And then the kicker is, like, at the end of that is generally like, Oh, you'll like it because it has words, you know. <laughs> Not and if it's like, you know, science techie, like, yeah. babble like I'm words. Gonna, <laughs> like I'm going to be writing the instructional manual. <laughs> I don't think that that's very fun. <laughs> and it's like, it's just because I'm a writer, that doesn't mean that like stringing any old words together is super thrilling, you know. <laughs> I like my words to be in a particular order and potential genre specific. <laughs> but, but yeah, I, it's, I, I think it's just the assumption that if there's something that's writing involved, I'm the first person that everyone comes to because I'm a writer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so great. <laughs> okay, what's your next one? Okay, so I've also had this. I've been told, so writing books will be like your hobby, right? And it was said in a tone of like, oh, that's cute. And like an assumption, once again, we're going in with these assumptions where this person is just assuming like, okay, this can't be a career. Like you're, you you cute little girl. Like (laughs) that's kind of the way it was told to me. And so, yeah, it kind of ruffled my feathers just a little bit. Yeah, and that's so funny that that's like the assumption too, because there are very famous authors in the world. Yeah. You know, it's not like there are none, you know? <laughs> now, granted, it might be like the the chance of me becoming one of those famous authors might be very slim, you know, but that doesn't mean that it's not a viable career option, right? Truth, truth. Oh. <laughs> Oh, well. All right. 
Well, and I think that part mm-hmm. of that too, so I'm going to just say oh, that yeah. part of that assumption, I feel like, is also because we're women and we have children. I think that that yeah. does put us in a situation to where people automatically assume that we have no aspirations yeah. other than our children. Yeah. I've, I've, yeah, I've been hit with that one before. <laughs> so. Yeah, I hear you on that. All right, so hit us with another one. I've always wanted to write a book. I just I just haven't had the time. Mm. So yeah. this one is probably because I'm a bit sensitive and um, maybe a little petty as well. But what I hear whenever somebody's like, I've always wanted to write a book, I just haven't had the time. It feels like they're being flippant about the sacrifices that I've made in order to write this mm. book. Yeah. So... Uh, it, 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 it kind of insinuates that to me. It's like, oh, you have all the time. So of course you can write a book when, you know, I'm the one getting up at five o'clock in the morning and you know, and staying yeah. up until really late and sacrificing lunch hours. is like the only break that I have during my work day to make some movement on this effort. And yeah, it's just a little degrading. I don't know if it should be or not, but it feels that way. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. I'm with you on that. Okay. Well, good. I'm glad you are. I felt (laughs) a little petty with that one. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. No, not at all. I agree with you. It's truth. And I, I, you know, we promised the truth and that's how it made me feel. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And you, what's next? Okay. So why haven't you released another book yet? (laughs) Because I'm clearly, I'm sitting over here, you know, eating bonbons and watching soap operas. (laughs) yeah and not writing the next chapter in that book that (laughs) that person wants to read yeah yeah there's a lot that goes into not just the writing but the publishing of the book and then we have our personal lives and our and our other professional lives it's not the only thing that we do in fact there are very few authors that is the only thing that they do and so it is a little bit stinging especially when that's the only thing we want to do yeah Exactly. I want to write the next book. I, you know, <laughs> trust the first book. Yeah, trust <laughs> us. Like, you wishing that our next book is out is nothing compared to how much we wish it were out. <laughs> exactly. exactly. And it is nice to know. I think the heart is there. You know, the heart is there in that they enjoyed your first book. <laughs> so they want the next book. And just like any other creative, they enjoyed the first thing and now they want the next thing. Um, (laughs) And it just makes me think of, uh, is it the gladiator movie where he's like, are you not entertained? Yes. Oh my gosh. Are you not entertained? Yes. I love it. Love it. Great movie. (laughs) But it just kind of makes me feel like a dancing monkey. This will go down in history as the episode in which we compare ourselves to dancing monkeys. <laughs> so give us another one. Okay. Um, this is the last one that I have. So Okay. Oh, I have your best-selling book idea. Oh, no. Yeah. I hate that one. Can I just say? Oh, my goodness. Um, also, the response to that is... No, you don't. (laughs) (laughs) 
That's a great response. Um, and I think this is just like naivety, uh, you know. <laughs> uh, I'm hoping that they're actually the they, people who say this kind of thing are actually trying to help. And it's just a bit of that naivety where it's like they don't know what it takes to write a book and and that ideas are like a faucet on on high. There are so many ideas. There's so many ideas out there in the world, in my head, and in that person's head, evidently, too. I just well, don't I think like it. too, because <laughs> it's like, I think there's a little bit, once again, that word assumption. Like, I think that there's a little bit of, a, a little bit of an assumption that, oh, well, anyone can have a great idea for a book. And that's really all that it takes, you know? And once again, it's forgetting about all that comes after that. And another part of it too, I think is when it comes to the ideas for your books, like the ones that we choose to actually write, they're personal to us for some reason. And that's why we choose them because we know that we're going to spend years fleshing those ideas out. So they have to be special to us for some, some reason. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that there are people in the industry, like people that you trust who could probably say, I'm not going to write this book with this idea, but I think that it would fit you and it would, it would come across a little bit different Mm -hmm. than I have your best selling book idea. Yeah. Oh man. I think, and maybe it's best selling. Maybe that adjective is the situation too. It's like, this is the one that, that, that's bigger than anything else that you've tried before and anything else that you will try. I don't, it, there's, there's a little hubris in there if you choose that adjective, I think. And yeah, uh, I have enough hubris of my own to be offended by it. So. <laughs> well, I have one final one that I just have to okay. throw out there. And it's the old, you can give me a copy of your book, right? <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's um, once again, like, you know, I think a lot of people don't realize just how much a time and effort, but also the cost that goes mm-hmm. into each one of those books, you know, especially when this is something that you're building as a career, you know, it's the bottom line, right? Every book costs money. And yes, there are certain people that you do give some to, but those are very carefully weighed and considered and put into your budget for the book yeah and that that does get a little easier if you know if they read ebooks that's a little bit easier and if if they're also people who review if it's just true that's a big difference (laughs) that's a big difference big difference yeah but it if this is just somebody who wants a free book and you can tell the difference oh definitely no you know the difference um and if they want a paper copy like that's even worse because those do cost a lot of money. Yeah, I think that that's also just kind of naivety too and mm-hmm. just a little bit of lack of respect for the craft. Yeah. That was tough. <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay, so now we're going to flip around to some fun stuff. Yes. Those are things that hurt our feelings a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And we're guessing that probably, you know, most of you guys are creatives as well. And you may have heard some things like this as well for whatever your creative medium is. You've had assumptions 
that have hurt you. You've had um, ignorance that has wounded you in some way. And we just kind of wanted to say, too, that there are things that people have said to us that have been good and uplifting. And I'm sure you've had that as well. And so we're going to focus on that a little bit and then kind of wrap up on why all of this is important. So what's your first one, Joy? Oh, I love the one. And this is, you have to get it in the right tone, okay? Because mm-hmm. there this can be said two different ways. And so the tone that I'm talking about is a tone of admiration and appreciation and respect. And that is, you wrote this and you get that that look that you can tell. And it's it's a pretty special one. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And you can, is there something about the eyes? Mm-hmm. Too? So if you, if you're hearing this in person, there's something about the eyes that yeah. you can just see the difference and it, it's tone too, for sure. But when their eyebrows raise and there's like this, like happy shock that happens. Yeah. Kind of neat. <laughs> the difference would be you wrote this. <laughs> That's the one we don't want. <laughs> um, we don't like that one. <laughs> so what have you got? Tell us, tell us something good. So I like it whenever I hear you, you wrote a book. That's so cool. And it just stops there. I think the situation here is that there are a lot of people who want to write books, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm that person too. I wish I, I had written more books by now. So it doesn't stop when after you publish either it because somebody's going to say, oh, I've written 30 books. And you're like, oh, I haven't written 30 books. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I think that someone else's success in an area that you've wanted to excel in is kind of, it shines a spotlight on the, the areas that you feel like are failures in your life. And so you feel like you have to either compensate for that in some way or give excuses or justifications. And the cool part about you wrote a book that's so cool and just stopping there, it just kind of lets you um, and the person that you're speaking to like live in that just kind of awe moment, that appreciation moment where it's like, you know, yeah, I did. And it is a cool thing. Thank you. You know, <laughs> like that's kind of, that's nice. That's a nice place to be in that, that awe moment. It's a nice little moment to just kind of soak in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> What's next, Joy? Um, let's see. So my next one is, and I, I've actually had someone tell say this about me. Like I was there, but the person was talking to someone else, and she was talking about my books and my writing, and she said, she writes in a way that you're just there in that story with the characters. And that was like the sweetest thing. Like I adored that because I try, I try to write like that. Like that's how I want it to be for my readers. So mm-hmm. that was a little tears to my eye moment. I love, <laughs> it. I love it. So my next one is, um, oh my gosh, I know a published author. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the best. I love it. Yeah, I think that that's something that's really cool whenever you have an acquaintance or something like that Mm -hmm. who doesn't know that you've you've written and published a book, that it's like, oh, I had no idea I knew this about, I didn't know this about you, or I had no idea that 
this was a thing that you did. And, uh, and the shock that, um, that it's something that's tied to you. That's really, really cool. And be, I think it would be kind of the same thing if I found out that like, um, that joy was a base jumper or something like that would, Which be, would be that kind amazing. of, ah, I didn't know that I, I didn't know this. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and then also, Oh my gosh, you base jump. So it's kind of that whole revelation aspect of it is a lot of fun. I like it. I like it a lot. If only I were that cool. (laughs) Me too. What's your next one? Okay, so my next one is one that I think everyone loves to hear. I don't care what you do. And it's just, I'm proud of you. Like, simple and sweet. So, yeah. Yeah. Everybody likes to hear that. Yeah. So do you have another one for us? I do. I'm just kind of living in that one for a second. Oh. <laughs> and it's, it's a very nice thing. And we don't hear it very often as adults, I think. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a really nice thing to hear. Uh, and my last one that I have is, that's amazing. What's your book about? And, like, the genuine curiosity and interest in, in, in your efforts. And that's so nice. It's so nice. It's also really hard to say, like the answer to. So true. (laughs) So if this is a question that you like to hear, or like if that's a response that you like to hear, and it has a return question like this, what's your book about? What's your paintings about? What's your, you know, what's the theme here? Um, Then you might want to prepare an answer. (laughs) And do better than me because I've prepared like a gazillion and I've tried to memorize them, but in the moment. I forget what words are. Yeah, yeah, it's bad. Maybe I'll keep an index card in my purse or something. I don't mm, know. Maybe I should do that <laughs> and laminate it. <laughs> so I think the commonality between all of these things that we have felt good about hearing is that there there is that genuine curiosity and that genuine interest mm-hmm. that people have shown us whenever we've happened to say that we are a writer or someone's introduced us as a writer and just you know to preface which probably this it's not a preface anymore but we'll we'll flash back to the beginning of this episode where I should have said that saying that you're a writer or having someone introduce you as a writer or any other form of creative is very difficult in society like it's hard for us to say I'm a writer so we're already on edge we're already a little bit defensive so to hear some of these comments, they, they, we were already a little raw and then they did just kind of rubbed us the wrong way. Mm-hmm. But when you focus on the genuine curiosity and the interest in someone else and building that relationship and learning something new about somebody, then that can never go wrong. I think. Yeah. So true. And also that honest praise, like just, wow. You know? Just wow. Yeah. And it's really cool, too, because we can find something wow about that person, too, who's speaking to us. It's a lot easier to do whenever we're not having to fight off negative feelings. (laughs) That is true. That is true. And, you know, I think another thing, too, and this is something that that you and I had had talked about earlier, is just the to remember that whoever this person is that's saying this, they may not 
mean it in the way that we hear it sometimes. Yes. Also, they could be dealing with their own issues, and that's why they've said what they did. Like you mentioned when you were talking about earlier with, you know, if this is something that was something they always wanted to do and, and maybe they haven't done it or something like that, it's just for them it's a reminder of something that they haven't done. Um, and so maybe for them in that moment, they're dealing with raw emotions that are negative feelings. So yeah. just trying to remember that, you know, we don't know what another person's going through and we don't know their true intent. I mean, yes, there's body language, there's tone, there are those things, but you don't always know exactly what's going on with a person. So I, I will share with you guys, and I think I've said this on one episode at some point, maybe last season, but I always tell my kids, you know, when they're they're having issues or someone's saying things to them that aren't exactly kind or whatever the case may be, I tell them just to be a duck. And what I mean by that is just let the words roll right off your back like water off a duck's back, okay? Just, you're going to have people who say things that are going to hurt you, whether they realize that they're doing it or not. And you have to learn to move on from that and be okay with who you are. Yeah. So be a duck. <laughs> yeah, mighty duck. Oh. Joshua Jackson forever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my word. <laughs> Sorry. I did it. I'm is not that, cutting it is out. Is that 80s or 90s? What would 90s. that have been? 90s. 90s kids coming out right there. <laughs> the best. The best. <laughs> Are we ready for a QWERTY challenge? We are. So give us a QWERTY challenge. Okay, guys. So what I want, there are two things that I really could think about that would go well with this, with this episode. And the first thing is to gather all of the comments that have caused negative feelings. And you can do this metaphorically or you can do this literally. And if you're doing it metaphorically, like you, you gather them all up and you're like, okay, I don't know. Where this came from. I am going to practice grace. I am going to assume that they meant the best, even if they didn't. <laughs> but the thing is about that is that you can kind of just let it go and you can, you can let that roll off of your back and, and fly away. Uh, so that's metaphorically, literally you can burn them. You can get a 10 that will, you know, a fireproof container and go outside. Don't do it inside. That's a bad idea. And write these things on pieces of paper and literally burn them and watch the ashes fly away and, and let that resentment and that defensiveness fly away with it. Mm. So that's one thing that you can do there. The second thing that I can think about for a QWERTY challenge in this episode is to also gather all of the things that people have said about you creatively and uh, and gather those to you. You know, be thankful for those, remind yourself of those, and then put them in a place that you can see them or get to them easily. So mm -hmm. if you have a cork board or something, let's write those and put them on a cork board. If you have a Google Drive or, you know, on your external hard drive on your desktop even. Joy and I have a folder in our QWERTY drive, our shared drive, where it says, when things get hard, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of it. And so we put things that uh, nice things that people have said about us. We screenshot them, that sort of thing, and put them in that folder. 
And so when things do get hard and you are you end up doubting yourself or you lose confidence or somehow you have some insecurity about something, you can go to that folder or that court board and you can remember that you're better than that. I love that. That's so important and so helpful in those moments. So we've had some good laughs, but it did kind of roll around to something that was, you know, poignant (laughs) and serious. And that's kind of what we do here, guys. So uh, that's it. That's all we have for this week. I hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, y'all have a great week. Yeah, and go make something. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening until the end. Seriously, you're a trooper. Do you think pretty writing life is the bomb? May, you just said the bomb. Don't you censor me. If you think Cordy Writing Life rocks ice for real, oh my word. please rate, review, and share us with others. If you have questions about this week's episode or want to start a conversation, you can reach us by visiting cordywritinglife.podbean.com. We'll be back next week with more candid chats for you.